All right. It's so great to see all of you today. I'm so glad to celebrate you. Uh, everybody who's here in person, those who are watching online, all of our guests, I want to say Happy Easter. Come on, this is the day we celebrate. Jesus has conquered the grave. He is alive. He's won the victory. I mean, there's no, this really is the greatest Sunday of the year. And I often tell us here at Hope Community Church, uh, Easter Sunday really is the Super Bowl for the Church of Jesus Christ. So we celebrate. This is a big deal, you know, that Christ has risen from the dead. And I want to talk to you this morning about this idea that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Let me hear you say resurrection and the life. Come on. Resurrection and the life. That's why we're here today. It's the reason we celebrate. You know, my family loves to take little adventures got my wife Angie, uh, my two children Lydia and Hudson, and we are just so glad to see all the kids here with us today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, but we, re we recently toured the Lackawanna coal mine in Scranton, PA. Has anybody ever been to, that, to the mine? Yeah, it's quite an experience. Uh, you begin by uh, climbing into this yellow metal car and they lower you down very slowly, down into that deep, deep mine. And uh, you end up about 300 feet below the surface of the earth. And uh, the mine shaft itself is, is dimly lit. Uh, it's, it's quite chilly in there, actually. Uh, water drips from the ceiling. And we walked behind our tour guide as he told us about what it would have been like for those men, and even those boys, to work in the mine. Uh, we came across some incredible sights. We, kids, you'll like this. We saw a guy who was buried alive. Okay, actually, it's just a mannequin. <laughs> but I, I heard if you, uh, if you ask the tour guide, he can push a button and it'll wigger, he'll wiggle his fingers for you. That would kind of creep me out. I'm glad he didn't do that. Well, we, uh, where we left off on Good Friday, it seemed like the story of Jesus had come to an end. This man whom some considered the greatest of all time, the goat, he was called on Good Friday, the Messiah, had been buried after being crucified on a cross. And you might remember the story. When Jesus was stripped, he was flogged and nailed to a cross. He died an agonizing death next to two criminals. And then he was placed in the tomb of a rich man named Joseph of Arimathea. And it all happened exactly as Isaiah had predicted 700 years earlier in Isaiah 53. But if we could go on a little adventure as a, as a church family, I would, uh, we'd all hop in a bus and we'd fly out to the garden tomb in the city of Jerusalem. And this is the tomb where they say Jesus could have been buried. It would have looked something like this, certainly. And you can imagine them placing Jesus' body in the tomb and then rolling a heavy stone over the entrance. And many people visit that tomb today. And you know what it says when you walk in. You kind of like going, unlike going into the mine, there is nothing to see. Because as the sign says, he is not here. He's risen. And I just want to tell you today, you know, the tomb is still empty 2,000 years later. Because Jesus is alive. You might be here today wondering... Why does Easter matter? What is the point of the celebration today? Is this just a day to come to church? What's the point of Easter? 
And Jesus answers that question in John chapter 11. You have your Bible, you can turn there. Uh, this is the, where Jesus performs His greatest sign. And He resurrects Lazarus from the dead. And in the midst of this incredible, miraculous event, Jesus teaches about the resurrection. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. This is just one of seven I am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. Let's go ahead and put those up on the screen. If you were here on Good Friday, Matt talked a little bit about this. Jesus stood before Pilate. Pilate said, are you the Messiah? Jesus said, I am. Now, this phrase, I am, in the Hebrew language was specifically reserved for God himself. This goes all the way back in the Old Testament background when God appeared in glory in a burning bush to Moses. And Moses cries out, God, what is your name? And the Lord thunders, my name is I Am. You want to know who Jesus is? He says it seven times. He says, my name is I Am. God of God, light of light, very God of very God. Why do we celebrate Easter Sunday? What difference does this make to your life and my life? It makes all the difference in the world. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Here's what I want to show you today. Number one, Jesus is the resurrection. There's a resurrection coming. Number two, Jesus is the life. There's a life. And number three, do you believe this? And none of it makes any difference in your life unless you believe. And it changes everything. Do you believe this? We celebrate Easter Sunday because Jesus has done the greatest thing in the world. He's risen from the dead. John chapter 11, Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, are about to come face to face with the life-changing resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Let's pick it up. John 11, we'll start in verse 17. This is what it says. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. She, she knew who Jesus was. and She was thinking, Lord, Jesus, if you had been here, you would have raised Jesus from the dead. And sometimes it seems like Jesus is late, but actually Jesus is right on time. But she says, but I know. Even now, God will give you whatever you ask. But Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? 
Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe you're the Messiah, the Son of God, who's come into the world. What an amazing, amazing story. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you that you came in Jesus. You changed the world. You changed our lives forever by taking our sin to the cross and dying in our place and rising from the dead. And I pray today that we would leave this room believing in the power of your resurrection and that we would understand the difference that makes in our life. Speak to our hearts, God, in the way that only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're looking at two things, uh, three things here, actually. Let's start with this, number one. Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is the resurrection. There's a resurrection. There's a hope beyond the grave. We have a living hope, the Bible says. Now, Lazarus had two sisters, Mary and Martha. They lived in the town of Bethany together. Bethany was a small town in Judea, just a couple of miles from the city of Jerusalem. And the passage tells us that after Lazarus had died, many of Mary and Martha's friends had come to console them over the death of their brother Lazarus. And uh, many of us have found ourselves in this situation. Maybe, uh, maybe you lost a loved one and you had people you know, writing you cards and sharing words of comfort. Or maybe it was the other way around and you had a friend lose someone or a family member and you, you began to just share some words of comfort and Sometimes it can be hard to know what to say, right? It's like, what do you say in that moment? And there are actually some things you should never say. Uh, when, you, when somebody's lost a loved one, there's a, there's a website I came across called What's Your Grief? And they put out a question to their audience. What's the worst thing someone's ever said to you in your grief? Oh my goodness, people say terrible things. Uh, you might be surprised, you might not be surprised. But um, they made a list, 64 of the worst things ever said to a griever. So after someone lost a loved one, somebody kindly said, get over it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, How about this one? It's not a big deal. Literally everyone dies. Uh, Buck up. Who would say that? How is that a real thing? You know, people have been through worse, whatever. Let's just put it out on the table. Never say any of these things to anyone who's lost a loved one, right? What does Jesus say to comfort Mary and Martha? Verse 23 and 24. Jesus says, your brother will rise again. This is more in line with what we say to loved ones when they've lost a family member. We'll say, oh, Jojo's in heaven. She's in a better place. And uh, when, when Martha hears that from Jesus, she takes that as he's comforting her. That's really nice, Jesus. Um, thank you, Jesus. He's actually setting her up, isn't he? But I want you to notice something. Also notice that as Jesus comforts Martha, he uses words that are different than we commonly use in our culture today. So if, if Martha had been here today and, and Lazarus had died, we would say, oh, Martha, don't worry, Lazarus is in heaven. But that's not what she says, is it? What does Jesus say? He says, your brother will rise again. That's actually different. And and. Martha knows what that means. She understands exactly what Jesus is talking about. Do we understand what Jesus is talking about here when he says, your brother will rise again? Do we understand the resurrection? Martha answers, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And I just want to share today 
that we have an amazing hope. And when we die, we go to heaven, all those things, that is an amazing truth. But our ultimate hope as believers when we die is not just that we go to heaven, but it's that we come back again in a resurrection. Let me make it plain, okay? We've got four great epics of the Christian life. We have an amazing story as believers in Jesus. Here they are, four great epics, birth, new birth, death, and resurrection. So let's start with birth. We have any April birthdays in the room? April birthdays. Come on, show of hands here. Yeah. Drew's birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All our April birthdays. I, got to, I turned 44 on Tuesday, so love April birthdays. But why do we celebrate birthdays? Because our story begins at birth. That's, that's the beginning of one of the great epics of our life. And the amazing thing is that from the moment we're conceived, God is at work. He formed us in the womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. He's given us life for a purpose, not by accident. See, God created us for a relationship with him. He made you because he loves you, so you could know him. You guys know how we come into the world, right? Crying, screaming. It's a broken world. It's a world impacted by sin and death, even our own hearts from the moment we're born, is, is turning from God. Is We're born in sin, the Bible says. And sin leads to death. And so we're born into a world where we all grapple with the reality of death. And death hits us on two levels. Number one, physical death. Our life will come to an end. And number two, as a consequence of our sin, spiritual death. We are eternally separated from God. And what is the answer to death? Well, we, I think we can agree that no amount of good works could ever solve the problem of death. Sin cannot be erased by good deeds. The only solution to death is a resurrection. Where do we find resurrection? Jesus says it. I am the resurrection and the life. So notice how Jesus explains this. Look at the next two phrases. If you're in your scripture, John eleven twenty five, Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And then the next two phrases are really important. The first phrase explains Jesus is the resurrection. He's the solution to the problem of physical death. The second phrase explains Jesus is the life. He's our New life, our spiritual life. So we want to look at each of these. The first phrase, Jesus is the resurrection. He says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. He's defeated death. He rose from the grave victorious. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Wow. So let's go back to those four great epics of the Christian life. Number three on that list is death. All right, death is coming for every one of us. But look at this. For the believer in Jesus, death isn't the end. It's just the beginning of a brand new epic. Something we call heaven. How amazing is that? And heaven is going to be an incredible place. 
But heaven also means the temporary separation of our body from our soul. And the body returns to the earth. The soul goes to be with God, freed from sin, to enjoy the blessings of heaven, to experience the presence of God. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And we can't even imagine how indescribable this place will be full of beauty, love, joy, and peace, which is why Paul says to depart and to be with Christ, it's far better. What an amazing epic it will be in our life when we step into glory. But guys, it's not the end of the story. The ultimate hope of the believer comes when Jesus returns to earth. We sang about it. He's coming back again. And with Him, all of heaven will join Him. And that will be all of us triumphantly returning to the earth. And our dead bodies will rise. We will live again. The body reunited with the Spirit, what will that be like? Well, there is a one-to-one correspondence between the body that dies and the body that rises. But we see that with Jesus, right? The, he, the same body that suffers and dies is the same body that rises. The, the apostles even touch the scars, right? This is Jesus, And it's the same thing with us when when Jesus returns and there is a resurrection on the final day. We will be ourselves yet glorified. And God will transform this earth. There will be, He will renew and recreate the earth with no more sadness, tears, suffering. Death will be defeated. He will finally defeat death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Because death will be no more. And there we will be a transformed people living in a transformed world. And Jesus will reign with all of us together. He will be absolutely victorious. Guys, that's our story. Those are the epics of the life of a Christian. John 11.25 says... I am the resurrection and the life. And those who believe in me will live, even though they die. We have a future. We have a living hope, even beyond death, even beyond the grave. It's one of the great blessings of knowing Jesus Christ. Jesus says the same thing about a coming resurrection in John 6.40. Jesus says, this is the will of my Father. You want to know God's will? Here it is. That everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life. And I will raise Him up on the last day. This is the glorious hope of the believer in Jesus. We will have eternal life because our sins have been forgiven and we will rise up again on the last day. Jesus is the resurrection. There's a resurrection. Number two, why else does Easter matter? Number two, Jesus is the life. There's a life. We have a new life in Christ. I remember when I was seven years old, a nice Christian woman came to our house and she led a backyard Bible club for me and my brother. It was awesome. Remember uh, my brother and I being kids and hearing stories in the Bible and then 
on the last day. She begins to tell us about Jesus, and she says, you know, by the way, if, if you die without Jesus, you go to hell. And she said, you don't want to go to hell, do you? And I was like, no, no, no. And look at my brother, like, no, no, please, no. She's like, well, guess what? If you pray this prayer and believe in Jesus, you can go to heaven. We're like, okay, we'll pray the prayer. We'll pray the prayer. I can tell you, I prayed that prayer. My life didn't change. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there today. See, I knew what I had been saved from. I had no idea what I had been saved for. There's a resurrection, a future resurrection, but there's also a life. We have a new life in Christ because of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. This is the second phrase in John eleven twenty six. 26. Jesus is the life. Jesus says, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. What does it mean to live and believe? In other words, we have a spiritual life now through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus took our death so that he could give us new life. Jesus says the same thing in John 5, 24. Whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. That's present, has. If you believe in Jesus, you have new life. Guys, eternal life is not just a future hope, but it is a present reality. Take a look at the four great epics of a Christian life. Birth, new birth. Another word for that is new life. The moment you say yes to Jesus Christ, you believe in him. Jesus comes into your life. That's a new birth. That's the beginning of a new life. And after that, heaven, resurrection, this is our story. Come on, we got the life of God inside of us today. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Can't stay the same. My life can't stay the same because of the life of Jesus Christ inside of me. The same The same life that raised Jesus from the dead, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us today. We're alive in Christ. We have spiritual life. We have a new relationship with God. We cannot be the same. And maybe for us today, that means we don't parent the same. We don't spend our money the same or watch the same entertainment. When we go through difficulty, we don't suffer as the world suffers because our identity is in Jesus Christ. And just like Jesus, when he died, our old life died, and he rose from the dead, we have a new life in Christ, present fact and reality. Jesus is the life. Life is never, will never, ever be the same. There's a future resurrection. There's also a present life. But the most important question today comes right at the end. And it's the question, do you believe this? Do you believe this? John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe it today? Come on, until we believe, Christ remains outside of us. Until we believe, we remain dead in our transgressions and sins. There is only one way to the resurrection and the life, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ. 
How about Martha? Don't we always give Martha a hard time? Does she always get the, she's, Martha, Martha, always busy and distracted. Don't be like Martha. Be like, you guys ever heard that? You know, Martha, Martha. What about confessions of faith? Oh, everybody's like, did you hear Peter's confession of faith in Matthew 16? Whoa, that was amazing. Well, guess what? We have here a confession of faith that rivals Peter's confession of faith. Guess who it comes from? Martha. Martha. Where was Mary? It says she stayed home. Okay? So here, be like Martha today, right? Martha, Martha. No, she's got it. John eleven twenty seven. 27. Yes, Lord. Confidence. Yes, Lord. I believe that you're the Messiah, the Son of God who has come into the world. Martha believes. She's put all of her confidence in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. What is faith? Faith is believing in Jesus Christ, who he is and what he's done. And I love because Martha articulates it so well. You are the Messiah. You are the Son of God who's come into the world. But what I love is she expresses her faith personally. She says, I believe. Right? Believing infers a personal faith. Do you have your own personal faith in Jesus Christ today as the resurrection and the life? That's the most powerful decision you could ever make in your life. Because when you say yes to Jesus Christ, he comes into your heart and into your life through the power of the Holy Spirit, and you come alive to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Do you believe this? That's the question. See, Easter isn't just another day. We celebrate Easter Sunday because 2,000 years ago, Jesus did something that changed our life forever. He died on a cross so that we could have forgiveness of sins, to be fully accepted and righteous in God's sight. Then he defeated the grave and he rose in victory. And we believe today he's coming back again to make it all right. See, we can have eternal life with God. And that starts today and it lasts forever. Resurrection is coming. And spiritual life, new life begins today. This is actually the reason why John wrote his gospel. You can put up the next scripture. He's going to say, this is, this is why I wrote this. And I want to encourage you today, if you want to know more about the life that you have in Jesus Christ, read John's gospel. Right? Open up the Bible. Read the word. It's actually the reason why he wrote this. He wants you to know about this life. Listen to what he says. He says, but these are written to you, John 20, 31, that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah. He is who he said he is, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. And we say, yes, Lord, we believe. Will you join me in praying this morning? And I just want to invite you right now. You want to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You may not have this opportunity again, this is such a powerful moment if the Holy Spirit's working in your heart. Today's the day to say, yes, Lord, I believe. What do I need to do? There's nothing to do just to say, thank you, Jesus. So that's what we want to do as we close. Heavenly Father, we believe and we say thank you. 
We acknowledge our sin. We know that we've gone our own way. We've done our own thing. We've lived lives that are apart from the life that we have in God. And so we thank you that Jesus took all of the consequence of our sin upon himself on the cross. And he died in our place for the forgiveness of our sins. So today, God, we thank you for the cross. And we believe in the cross. And we confess our faith in Jesus. And we thank you for the resurrection. And we thank you for new life. And the Bible says all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And I just want to invite you today, if you've never done that before, to receive Jesus Christ. Not just, not just for a future in heaven, which will be incredible, but for eternal life that can start today and last forever. And that's yours today. You put your faith and trust in Jesus. So we trust you, Jesus. We celebrate resurrection life. And uh, we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you um, for the power of Christ in the life of those who believe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I think his life is worth celebrating, not just today, the rest of the day and all of eternity. Let's stand and let's worship him.